Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 318 for the 11th of Tishrei in a leap year. So it's the day after Yom Kippur. So I hope that all of you had a meaningful and easy fast, that you were all inscribed and sealed for an amazing new year to come. Really looking forward to this great new year. And so the past few episodes, we've been really delving into these really deep Kabbalistic concepts. We studied in depth the Epistle 20 of Egeris HaKodesh, which is known to be one of the most difficult epistles, the most difficult sections of the Tanya. And we did it together. So congratulations to all of you. And today, uh, the Altarba gives us a little bit of a gift in the sense that today's episode is going to be a lot more down to earth, a lot more straightforward, and a lot less Kabbalistic, and a pretty apropos message for the day after Yom Kippur. The message of today's Tanya is a message that we've seen already many times throughout this Tanya, especially this section of Yigar Zakurish, namely the importance of giving staka, a reminder to giving staka. It really is, staka is like the most essential mitzvah. It's called the mitzvah, as we learned. And specifically today, what we're going to focus on is the virtue of alacrity. Alacrity in all things. Alacrity is just a good trait to have in general, to not be like a sluggish kind of person, but actually just to get up and go. Uh, seize the day, as um, as people say, but specifically in regards to giving staka, this is where the trait of alacrity, where the the, the altar of really wants us to really channel this um, this virtue of alacrity towards. And for context, the altar of actually wrote this epistle uh, for his chassidim, and the purpose of this epistle was actually to serve as a reminder to those people who had pledged to give money to the Holy Land to this funds that they had that they had put together for the land of Israel and everybody pledged a certain amount that they were going to give. And so the ultra up message in this section today is that rather than like now we're at the start of a very new, fresh new year, right? And in the, and the time leading up to this, I believe I, I'm not, exactly sure when this took place, but I think maybe in Elul, maybe it was like during the holidays at well, this is when the pledges were made, when people actually made these pledges for the funding of the Holy Land. And they said they're going to pledge X amount of money during the course of the year. And the message of today's Tanya is that the altar is saying, okay, so you made these pledges. So it's one thing to make a pledge, right? And it's another thing to fulfill the pledge, right? Like that famous thing in Seinfeld, it's one thing to make a reservation. It's another thing to hold and keep the reservation. So they all made pledges, very nice. And so what the ultra message of today is that rather than waiting until the very end of the year to get to like the end of the year or towards the end of the year and be like, oh, wow, I got to fulfill my pledge. I got to do my pledge. He wants his chassidim to fulfill the pledge with alacrity, to get on it right away. 
way, not to procrastinate, not to just wait around, but to but to actually just give to get started with giving these pledges with alacrity, to give stuck with alacrity. And that virtue of alacrity, the Ultra is going to show us, we actually learn from Avraham Avinu, from our forefather Avraham, in uh, in this story of his sacrificial of sacrificing Isaac. Because traditionally, the way that story is taught and the virtue of that story and what comes out from that story, usually what we all remember, is the fact that Avraham really sacrificed his own nature, his own love for his son, and he did God's will in spite of it. So it was a form of self-sacrifice, especially in when you know on a more Kabbalistic level that Avraham was the epitome of chesed and, this, and going and and bringing his son Avraham to uh, as a sacrifice that's like the opposite of chesed right that's not a very like nurturing kind of thing to do to your child so it was really really going against his nature but what the ultra will point out to us today is that in fact this isn't what made that uh the binding of Isaac so powerful because we see numerous examples throughout Jewish history of other people other sages other Jews who also were self-sacrificial, who also gave their own lives or did something really that put their own life aspirations on hold, like they were willing to sacrifice their own life aspirations for the sake of God. So what made Avraham's story so special? Why do we remember this binding of Isaac? What is so special about it? And the ultra will will teach us that it's because of the alacrity that Avram had, that he, the way that the story is described in the Bible is not just like, oh, this is what happened, that like uh, God told Avraham, you have to take your son and whatever. And then that Avraham like kind of reluctantly did it. He was, wasn't reluctant at all. He actually woke up early in the morning. He rushed to harness the horses and really just to get going. And he he really rushed to do this. So there, that was the trait of alacrity. And that's what made this story so memorable and so profound. So let's get into the text and see how the ultra breaks this down. So for context, we are beginning a new epistle today, finally, uh, Epistle 21 in Geras HaKodesh. And so the Altar Rebbe begins with a nice little greeting to his chassidim. He says that after greeting everybody with, um, with peace, um, for those who love God, so meaning he's greeting his chassidim in a loving way. And he says that he's specifically greeting those people who are gen- were generous, the generous amongst the nation, amongst the Jews, who... Uh, who who volunteered to do the the charity of God with God's holy land, with the land of Israel, by giving a certain amount every year to the land of Israel. So they, these people pledged a certain amount every year to the land of Israel, may it be rebuilt and established speedily in our days. And so the altar says, I'm, I'm calling to these people. And he says poetically, he says, my speech should trickle Onto them like dew. This is from a, a, a citation out of Dvarim, chapter 32, verse 2. In Hebrew, it's Vetizal Kadal Imrati, that his speech should trickle like dew, and to hasten those people who are fast uh, and to strengthen their hands, their weak hands, what, that they should give this money for the land of Israel that they had pledged to the land of Israel every week. And at least, or at least once a month, 
from what they had pledged in a proportionate manner. So basically what the altar was saying is that let's say a person's pledged a certain amount of money for to give throughout the year, rather than giving it all at once at the very end of the year or at some point of the year, it's actually better to parcel it out and to break it down so that you're giving throughout the entire year. And he says that this applies not only to past pledges, like let's say in the past people said every year I'm going to dedicate X amount of money, but this applies to new pledges as well. So every year, you know, let's say that year a person made a new dedication and they decided that they're going to give a certain amount to the land of Israel, that too should be divided up throughout the year and not just given as a one-time sum later on. And so then the Alter Rebbe explains, elaborates on this, and he says that this is because, as everybody knows, the virtue of alacrity is very great when it comes to all the mitzvahs. As it's taught, uh, and it was taught by the sages, and this is found, he, there's two places that this is found in the Gemara, in Nazir, page 23b, and Bavakama, page 38b, Lo'olam yakdim adam ledevar mitzvah chure, that a person should always be, be early to... Uh, be punctual in fulfilling a mitzvah. So it's like, we shouldn't drag our feet. If there's a mitzvah to do, we should go there and we should do it right away. And then we see here, he brings in the, the story of Avraham. So he sees, we could learn this from the alacrity of Avraham Avinu, of blessed memory, which stands forever for us and for our children forever and ever. Like this is a learning for us that the Akedah itself, the binding itself was not considered to be that much of a test in relation to Avraham and in relation to the level that Avraham Avinu of blessed memory was, especially considering the fact that this was God himself who spoke to him. And he said this, he said this was, it was, he heard it directly from the mouth of God. This is from Bereshi's chapter 22, verse two, where it says, Kachna et chule, so please take your son and bring him as an offering. So this was, so Avraham heard Avraham basically, yes, it was a very difficult thing for him to do, but he heard it directly from the mouth of God. And he knew at that point who God was, and he was on a very high level. So it's, so the altar is saying that considering the level that Avraham was at and considering the fact that he heard these works directly from God, it's like, it's not that much of a test. I mean, it's a test for sure, but it's not the biggest test in the world, especially because we see that there have been many holy people throughout history who who gave over their lives for the sake of God, and God didn't even speak to them. So it's like in the sake of Avraham Avinu, Avraham Avinu, God spoke to him and he said these things. We see other examples throughout history where they didn't even hear God speak to him them in the same way. They weren't on the same level of proximity to God as Avraham Avinu was, at least not in a perceptible way, but yet they gave over their lives. So isn't that even greater? So what was it about Avraham Avinu that made him so great, that made this event so great, is that Avraham Avinu did this with a great alacrity in order to demonstrate his joy and his desire to do the will of God and to give Hashem nachas, to give Hashem pleasure to to his maker. And this, and from this, the, we learn, this is where the, the sages learn this idea that every mitzvah that, that we do, uh, especially the mitzvah of tzedakah, which is over and above all the other mitzvahs, need to, we need to be, need to be done with alacrity. And we know that that staka, why is staka such a high mitzvah? I mean, we spoke about this numerous times in other places, but we know that staka actually protects a person with the fruits that it pays in this world, protecting us from all kinds of different calamities, God forbid. So as it says, there's a teaching in Mishlei chapter 10, verse two, that staka will save from death. So that's a very intense statement to say, like it's really, it's like a guard, it's a shield, it's a 
protector giving staka and not even okay so when it says uh protect from death like death is pretty extreme so if it protects from death then it for sure protects from all kinds of other much lighter suffering that suffering much less than death and not only this another reason why it's good to give staka every day and to give this in a way that like to to uh to do this as soon as possible like to not be tardy in in this mitzvah is because in this world a person is judged on a daily basis so basically the basic idea is that like you know we want since we're judged on a daily basis since our lives are day we live our lives day by day by day giving staka is a good thing to do on a daily basis it's not just something that should be a one-time event even if you give a large sum that large sum should be divided up and you shouldn't hesitate and you shouldn't delay the giving of it so that's it for today. So again, we're much more straightforward than some of those other more Kabbalistic um, episodes that we've had. And the basic idea is very straightforward. After Yom Kippur, hopefully you're feeling inspired. Hopefully you had a meaningful fast, some good prayers and everything. So if you pledge to be better, especially if you pledged in the realm of giving, of of donating, of of giving kindness, whatever, in whatever capacity it is, don't delay in doing it and just get to it right away and maybe give a little bit of extra staka today. And that's it. And we will conclude this epistle tomorrow with the second paragraph of the epistle. And I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.